It's another rumor roundup for the Arizona Coyotes. We're going to talk the latest news of what's coming for this team. Plus, it's also game day, so we're going to talk about what's going on as the Boston Bruins visit the Arizona Coyotes. All on today's episode of Lockdown Coyotes. Your Lockdown Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That is Carl Pavlik. I was thinking today that this episode was just going to be a preview episode to talk about the Boston Bruins and Arizona Coyotes. But then yesterday, Carl, Craig Morgan of PHNX Sports, go ahead, went out and you know tweeted out some a pretty big bombshell for Arizona Coyotes fans, and it seemed like the uh. Everybody else ate it up in a worse way. Uh, it was crazy. Um, yeah. I don't even just before I get to the tweet and put out the show, what show with the tweet, um, the exact tweet that he put out. Uh, how soon did you did did you read about about all this? Ah, uh, I was actually unable to read about it right away. Uh, I was unfortunately attending a funeral yesterday. So that started at nine um, in the morning. I checked my phone at maybe like three when we were uh, just kind of like talking and having some drinks afterwards at the wake, um, or wh- wh- the reception. And uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a thing. And then uh, I uh, spent most of the night catching up. So it was interesting to see the response it was exactly what i thought it would be too which i'm i think is kind of unfortunate exactly let's go to the tweet um and then all the sub- subsequent news that come after that and talk about the reactions and how we think it's the reaction being overblown by everyone outside of arizona let's go ahead and go to the tweet so craig morgan a phnx coyotes and phnx sports go ahead, um at craig s morgan on twitter go ahead and tweets out breaking the Arizona Coyotes are in advanced discussions with ASU to use the university's new multi-purpose arena as their temporary home for the next three to four years. He tweets this out, um, and Carl, let me tell you this: that this is to, like when this first came out, I was a, it was a bit of a shock value, but at the same time, not surprised because this was also in the talks months ago of saying, "Oh, here's a potential place for them." ASU's place, the Vet, the Chase Field, Tucson Arena, four places. Here we go. Four places of potential to for, the, for for the Arizona Coyotes to go. So I don't see why everyone's making a big deal about it. It's been talked about. <laughs> yeah. Um, and of all the things, uh, Craig Morgan's article does a really good breakdown of why they went with the ASU facility over going to the Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Uh, Veterans Memorial Coliseum would require pretty extensive repairs um, and renovations. The They are going to need to build their own facilities because the Coyotes cannot share NCAA facilities, but that cost is going to be much less. The college arena is going to be smaller, which is a big part of why everyone's complaining, um, but 
The thing that really stood out to me is it is going to have 20 luxury seats, two group suites, a large club lounge, and event-level premium club seats. And we you wouldn't get anything like that from an older building like the Veterans Memorial Coliseum. And that is very important for the modern NHL, having those kind of premium luxuries. Plus, imagine, like, and I get how the Veterans Coliseum would have been nicer. Plus, I think Veterans Coliseum would have been just 10,000 seats because yes. it got much smaller. And not only that is they would have had to also install modern ice-making facilities, yeah. which would have been a crazy expensive, more than, like, they'd be willing, more than that's necessary. Yeah. Right? And this is all coming from Alex Morello directly. It's not like there's going to be, like, financing for this. This is coming out of his pocket. Um, and... It just definitely, it seems like there was no good options really for the Coyotes with Gila River Arena and the city of Glendale deciding that they're kicking them out. Um, and this one just, eh, I, it, it was the best of the bad options. Uh, let's put it that way. And I, I, I'm pretty excited for it. Um, you never want to say anything's going to happen until you know for sure, especially with the Coyotes. But it's an, it's an interesting prospect. I'm very curious. Uh, especially since the Coyotes for a while were talking about sharing a facility with the, the Sun Devils. Different spot, different situation, but mm, this is a temporary thing. Exactly. Uh, here's a, like, we're going to go ahead and put a couple more statements out there. And in, in the uh, second segment of this show, we're actually going to bring out uh, and discuss the reaction from everybody and, out, and you know all the other concerns everybody has. So let's go ahead and start off the statement from the Arizona Coyotes as also. Um, put into the article for Craig Morgan as well as from his tweets. As, efforts, as we have said many times, we are completely committed to building our future in Arizona as part of that process. We are we are excited to be exploring some great temporary arena options here, bef- um, here before we move in to a permanent home in the Valley. Yep. Again, there is that big part. Temporary. We, it's Yes, temporary. I, I, I'll, I'll get more to that in a little bit, but temp- I think that's the biggest thing: temporary. Yeah, it is. It is temporary, and we have seen a lot of teams play in less than ideal situations without it being like temporary. Like um, the the thing that I was talking about on Twitter um, is was the New York Islanders move to the Barclays Center, which was theoretically going to be permanent and they were dealing with obstructed seats um I everyone that. hated that yeah i remember that they moved to the barclays center and everyone hated it so much that they decided to, to at least split between barclays center and then go back to nassau for half the time yeah it's like oh this is not working and that's when they finally decided to build a new arena and it's like <laughs> it was not oh but it, it it took so long for them to say it. It wasn't like the the Islanders said, "Look, we're gonna have problems for for two years, and then we're gonna have a new thing." They're like, "No, this is just it now. This is this is reality. Deal with it. You can't see the seat. You can't watch the game uh, from certain seats." Eh. And the Coyotes, I like that they're just being like, "Look, this is." A thing that we are going to maybe do? Well, it takes to build our arena. There is a time stamp on this. 
And do not think for a second, if there is delays with that arena, that they're going to just move the team someplace else. Because that's always an option. This is never going to be the permanent home for the Coyotes. And people are acting like it's going to be. And it's crazy. It says three to four years. So three years with the option of adding that fourth um, if they needed to. And let's say that the arena takes the, the Tempe arena, should it be approved, um, takes an extra year. And, yeah. they can't, and they can't come to a deal with Arizona State for the extra year. Guess what? At that point, I'm pretty sure, because I'm, I'm seeing Tucson Arena going through some renovations. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Tucson Arena for one year, okay, maybe, whatever. Sure. But, again... We've like, and like as you said, we've seen temporary solutions, and less than ideal temporary solutions, many times before. Um, and it seems at this point, it almost like you know, uh, the uh, deputy commissioner Bill Daly seems like it's not that. Is like it seems like a reasonable plan, right? <laughs> yeah, um, I have the the quote right here. While we have arena standards, we would approach the entire situation in a way intended to accommodate the club's need in effectuating a successful transition to a new venue. Um, New venue is key there. Basically, if they're like, I I feel like if they don't break ground on it soon, like the NHL is going to be like, nope, that that is going mm-hmm. to be very that's, important. That's that's the key thing right there too. They want to make sure that Tempe gets approved to say like, okay, okay, we'll allow it. Yeah, this is this is no one's idea of a permanent solution, and that needs to be kept in mind when discussing it because it it really does change everything when you have someone. And a team saying like, "Look, this is this is two years, maybe three to four, um, but it's not it's not permanent. No one's going to treat it like it's permanent." Um, and also, let's just say this: uh, it's it's good to have the Coyotes build a relationship with the city of Tempe, especially with the city expressing some concerns about um, how things went down in Glendale. Mm-hmm. Um, this will hopefully be like, look. There was issues with Glendale. That was it was Glendale, but we're here now. We're doing all the right things. We're working with Arizona State University, a pillar of Tempe. Like that is a lot of what that city is based on. So yeah, I, I see this as a win-win for everybody. Absolutely. There is one more uh, statement that was put out, um, but before we get to that statement, as well as the re- uh, as well as discussing some of the reactions, we have a quick word that Carl would like to share with all of us. Yep, I got a message from our friends at Bill Bar. It's the new year, and that means New Year's resolutions. And if you're, yours are, are about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure to include Bill Bar in your plan. Uh, Bill Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Uh, it's really good for you. Uh, it only has 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. I mean, I say really good for you. Compare that to a candy bar. It usually has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and tons of net carbs. And all of that covered in some nice real chocolate. So here's what I want you to do. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. 
There's tons of flavors you can choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, so many more. So just make sure to use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off while looking at Built.com. All right, so now let's go to uh, continue this, this episode of Locked On Coyotes, which we were discussing the uh, um, the you know the report that Craig Morgan put out, the Arizona Coyotes, in advanced discussion on making the Arizona the Arizona State multi-purpose arena as their temporary home until they can move into the Tempe Arena just off the um the, uh off Rio Salado uh, and here is the final statement I want to put out before we discuss the reactions of all this and it is a statement that was put out from Arizona State University CFO Morgan R Olson that says an agreement for use of our multi-purpose arena is finalized we would be glad to help the Coyotes um, by providing a temporary home while their new arena is built just a couple of miles away our new multi-purpose arena would benefit from the addition of an NHL level one enhancements paid for by the Coyotes that would remain with our building. We are beyond excited to open this wonderful new ASU arena. This agreement would just make it even more special. Yep. And Morgan is absolutely right. Uh, there is a lot of reports that the Coyotes are going to need to do stuff. They're going to need to bring this up to a specific level that's higher than NCAA. And, you know, those those fixes and improvements, they're going to stay with the arena. So It's not like the Coyotes are just like, all right, we're done. We're tearing this all down. Like, it's not going to work that way. Come on. Move the move the locker rooms. Uh, just put them on a big truck. Ship them a couple miles down Rio Salado. No, that, that's not how that works. Uh, basically, they're, they're going to get some free stuff. Uh, they're they're going to get some money from it. It seems it. It honestly seems like a win-win. It does, and that and that and and that's the thing too. We're all seeing all the positives about this, but everybody, and I mean everybody who's not in Arizona, is looking at this in a completely different way. Yep. Right. There's like, oh, five thousand seats. They're not gonna like. This is like. This is like. That's not. That's like. It's egregiously low. Guess what, everybody? Low like low capacity state venues have been a thing as temporary temporary venues for other teams and other sports for quite a long time already yeah let's take a look at just uh you know another sport and another team just to the west state west of us in california the los angeles chargers that's a football team Usually, football teams play in stadiums upwards of 80,000 people. This place that they played in for a couple years was only was for twenty thousand. Yeah, like that is a lot less. And people made fun of them. Yeah, but guess what? It worked for for for, for that time being. And it's okay. It happens. <laughs> I mean, if. The Coyotes were basically uh, playing in Chase Field, which was one of the other proposals. People would have absolutely made fun of them for that. There would have been no capacity issues because, as we know from every stadium game, you could pack people into baseball stadiums to watch a hockey game. Uh, It looks like garbage, and everyone hates it, uh, but you can do it. Uh, The Tampa Bay Lightning did it for years. They played in a baseball stadium. I feel like this is just like the better option. 
for what is a known issue in sports, like you need some place to play them while you're waiting for your arena to get built. And I think the 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 most hilarious part of everybody's reaction is they're almost feel is they're treating it as if it's not temporary. Right? Yeah. They're just like, oh my god, they're moving here and whatever. Um and uh it's like it's like it's like there's just a joke of a franchise having them just like, I'm just like what why, why do you think that? And it's like, oh, because they're like and uh they're moving even the ones that do think it's temp that do know it's temporary. So I saw somebody who who tweeted out it's like, oh, um I get maybe one, two years, but three, four years, and I'm just like you do know they still have to wait for their new place to actually get built and a a a, a full multi a, a full like entertainment venue doesn't get built in a year. It yeah. doesn't. So like what are you thinking? There's also um environmental cleanup that is going to need to go into the site because it is mm-hmm. currently uh, a waste dumping spot. Yes. Um and the city of Tempe is like, look, we don't want to do that. We want to have a nice multi-purpose event thing in our beautiful lakefront area that doesn't have a lake in it most of the time, uh, in that spot at least. Um, but I, I understand why they want to do that. I, I don't – I mean, construction in Arizona tends to go pretty quickly. So like that time frame, I'm like, really? Three, three to four? I feel like you could probably do that quicker. But I am also – not a construction person. I'm not an engineer. Well, I'm not an architect. Well, yes, None you're of right. These people are. You are right. Here in Arizona, I have noticed a lot of buildings have taken up, you know, have been built up a lot faster. And I've seen stadiums get built up pretty freaking fast. Yeah. However, remember, this is keep in mind, this is a full entertainment complex, not just a stadium, but and not just an arena, but also apartments, hotels, shops. Some Which, of that stuff is going to be in like later phases, though. Uh, so it, it isn't all going to be built, but there's but, still a lot that's going to be built. Yeah, uh, and and again, and that also goes to the remediation part too, where they have to take yeah. care of the compost yard. Um, <laughs> I mean, you don't want to just build on top of that. That seems like a bad idea. That's how you get mutant hockey games. From <laughs> there's a reason like a why there's a reason why game. the Coyotes are fo- focusing on like they said. All right, 1.7 billion to build it. Two hundred yeah. million to remediate it. Two hundred yeah. million to me. Like I'm just like, what? Oh my god, this is going to be an ex- it's an expensive job. It's it's very expensive, and eh, lo- luckily Morello is a billionaire. Um, he's got private island money, so I'm fine with it. He can spend his money on it. He can spend his money on it, and you know we're hoping this gets approved. That way, you know we see and, and gets approved fast. That way, you know people can get off the coyotes' backs because. It's really annoying me seeing all the people make those kind of comments, right? Because I'm yeah. just like, I'm just like, it's like you just tweet something out. You see the, you read the headline, and you quote tweet it without actually paying attention to the real story and everything and all the backstory behind it. They're just, it's a very complicated issue, and unfortunately, one of the things we were talking about this with the Jacob Chikrin trades. Like people just don't care enough about the coyotes in their everyday existence. And then when something happens, they try and play catch up and they just end up looking extremely ignorant in my opinion. 
Yeah. Luckily, there are a few people who are excited for the Kaigas about this. Um, and they're like, you know what? Like, you know, it's still it's still less than ideal. But here's the best part. Like, uh, the, the coolest thing about it. And it's, I think we you mentioned it, how they kind of, you know, help, to go, help the Arizona State build up facilities. But also, as we mentioned, you know, the 5,000 seat capacity. One more thing I will say about that, Carl is wouldn't you rather have 5,000 seats in a sold-out arena loud as hell versus 10,000 over in like over in uh, Glendale where it's like all spread out, you can't really, and it's cavernous and like, hmm. Yeah. Uh, or, or let's be real. Would you rather have a $5,000 sold-out arena um, or a baseball stadium with 11,000 people and just – it's still being completely empty. Um, I, I think it's, it would be like I think a really more people fun would atmosphere. To, I think there would still be more people going to a bit to Chase if they went there. Probably um, like out of morbid curiosity. Out of, out of the novelty of it. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, they are just, they, they, um, I saw an article from Jose Romero um, earlier in the week that said that they're actually in discussion of the NHL on making Chase Field a stadium series venue, which, which would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, and, and something that we've talked about a lot, I don't think it gets as much attention as, say, Sun Devil Stadium, um, which... But Chase Field is a nice venue. It, it is. Uh, I, I like the, the food at Chase Field more than I like the food in Gila River Arena. Uh, I will say that. Uh, I need to get myself another churro dog. No, you don't. They're yes, disgusting. I do. Yes, I do. Those are good. So gross. So so gross. You know me. I'm just a sweet tooth. I like my sweets. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, try the churro dog if you go to Chase Field. Uh, but you only need to try it once, unless you really like sweets, like Robin. Also, could try it earlier in the game when they're when they're fresh. Absolutely. Try and get as fresh as possible. The one I had was kind of stale. It was not good. Yeah, but they're still good. I like them. Uh, anyways, though, um, that is going to be our our thoughts on um, on the whole uh, temporary venue situation. If we have more, we'll talk about it. But at this time, that's that's about all we have. Mm. I'm topic. sure one it once it's finalized we will talk about it more or if we get more details but for now like eh, it the the report is very comprehensive and uh, I think we kind of touched on all the key things that we know right now but the report is very comprehensive and um we highly encourage you all to uh, check out Craig Morgan's article um you know at PHNX I know they also have a podcast you can check their uh, them out too. We're all about helping grow everybody else around here because we're. Yeah, you don't have to listen to their podcast. You can just go <laughs> read the written article. Uh, I know. I'm it... just saying they have it. Just read their article. You know? Yeah. <laughs> PHNX is like Playboy. You just read the articles. <laughs> oh my god. That's amazing. Anyways, though, we still got more to get to on this episode. It's game day for the Arizona Coyotes, so we still have to talk about that. Talking about, uh, well, you got the Boston Bruins coming up. We'll give some preview and some predictions all on that in just a per- in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you that there might be less football being played in just a little bit, as you know we're going way more into the playoff season. But Bet Online has way more stuff 
to bet on for the playoffs from score from from uh, scored totals, player performance, props to where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022, and with the new year comes a new desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to get started. It's not just football that they got, it's also got basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage, and it's the best in the business from sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline is the number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay, so now let's move on to game day for the Arizona Coyotes. It is the Boston Bruins at the Arizona Coyotes. Coyotes coming home from their road trip. Uh, didn't do so well on the road trip, but now they're finally back home. They have a, a back-to-back set of home games, starting with the Boston Bruins. Let's talk about that. How do you think this game is going to go? Uh, not good. Uh, let, let's be real. The Coyotes play some very faced some very tough competition this past week. The New York Rangers and Pittsburgh Penguins are two of the top teams of the Metro. Um, the Bruins are not necessarily a top team, but they are still very good. Um, they seem to be comfortably cruising into a wild card spot with the, the East kind of separating itself into good teams and bad teams. Uh, they're, they're more in the middle towards the good side, but a thing that really made me nervous was I looked at their last game, 4-3 overtime loss to the Colorado Avalanche. Avalanche scored the first goal. The Bruins get three goals in the second period. And you know the Coyotes don't do good in the second period. Look at the last game against the Ducks. The Bruins get two goals in the second period. I, I just feel like this is going to be another collapse. Although one thing I will say um, that will, might be make this game very interesting is I'm pretty sure fans, some fans in attendance, very well know what one of the players in the Boston Bruins said about the Arizona Coyotes <laughs> and their fans. Yeah, there, there's not a whole lot of love lost uh, for Boston in general uh, in Arizona, I feel like. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure anytime Brad Marchand is going to touch the puck tonight, <laughs> Honestly, Brad Marchand, anytime he touches the puck, I'm pretty sure he gets booed everywhere. <laughs> he just got that reputation. Yeah, but I think there might be a little more rowdiness. Yeah. A little more rowdiness. We we'll we'll definitely see. Uh it it'll be it'll definitely be something to watch. I just I don't have I don't have good thoughts about this. I no, I'm, it's not gonna be a good it's still not gonna be a good game. No, it's yeah. gonna be because uh, again, they just the talent level was different here. Um and we say that every time, right? We talk about the talent, Coyote's talent level, and they just don't have the talent to match up with, you know, uh, higher tier NHL clubs. And yep. this is a case where it's going to be one of those. And because of that, um, I can even go ahead and mention what the odds are. Boston Bruins are point and a half favorites at minus 110, and uh, total points at six. Money line plus 247 for the Houston Coyotes, minus 279 for Boston. Um, <laughs> Obviously, it's standard. Um, seems like it also seems that like the, the Bruins are more favored with that money line. It shows that, you know, it's very well sure that they have a high chance of winning this game. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually a little bit surprised at the um, at the goals. I thought it would be like uh, five and a half. 
I, w- I would actually – I'm thinking 3-1 Boston for this one. So, 3-1. So you're, th- you're going to go under on this one. Yes. What about you? I'm also thinking under. Um, I'll be thinking uh, – ooh, actually, you know. You know what? I will not bet on the total points because I'm going to have 4-2 at exactly 6. Hmm. Hmm. Very nice. Uh, also Boston, I'm assuming. Also Boston. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, four two coyotes. That's uh that's quite the pick. No. But. Uh <laughs> no. Um and I think it's um one thing I will mention too is we have um the projected goaltenders for this back to back weekend. Scott Wedgwood will be starting in tonight. Kovelve Melka will be starting in tomorrow. So yeah. it is uh, so Wedgie first, then Veggie. Yeah. Uh, Wedgwood, he got no help from the team uh, in his last game that he started against the New York Islanders. Uh, I don't anticipate him get much help tonight either, but yeah. hopefully some. Uh, hopefully the, uh, the Coyotes offense uh, wakes up and they kind of you know, do this one because that that is going to be key. Like, can the Coyotes get get some consistent offense, and can they avoid a collapse? We're going to need to see some true leadership from the from some of the uh, leadership core um, that are out there. Some of the the people who wear the A on their chest because yeah. you know um, sometimes we don't see enough of that. Uh, yeah. But as long as we get, we, you know. I want to see just more from, uh, you know, I, I just want to see, I just want, I just want, to, I just want to see they get that offense back, you know, because I've seen, I've, I've seen this guy is capable of making good offense. Capable is, capable is one word of putting it though. The, their offense is very hit and miss. Uh, it's very, like you'll watch games like the New Jersey Devils where they just, you know, continue to score goals, but then the next night they just can't find the net. It really does depend a lot on how their opponent's playing and, and whether or not they're able to kind of like have room to, to maneuver. Uh, it's it's definitely frustrating to be a Coyotes fan right now because they the team's not good enough to like dominate and put in put, impose their will on another team like I think we will see the the Bruins do to the Coyotes tonight. Yeah, um, I mean. Coyotes had some fun in some previous games not too long ago, but yeah. And uh, like always, I'm sure there'll be like plenty of good moments that we can we can look at. Uh, you know, the Coyotes may lose, but maybe Clayton Keller has a good game. Maybe Jacob Chikrin does something really good. That would be that'd be great. Uh, maybe heck, we see more from Ghost Bear or fan favorites Louis Erickson. <laughs> Louis Erickson, <laughs> gotta love to hear it. Um, there's one more thing I wanted to mention about all of that too. I don't know why it just literally escaped my head as as that went by. What was it? Must have not been important. <laughs> Probably not that important. Uh... But it's okay. But anyways, uh, be an interest. It will be an interesting game in other ways. But yeah. Uh, there, every cloud has a silver lining. Exactly, exactly. Anyways, though, 
those are uh, how, how, that's how we think this game is all going to go. Um, and tomorrow is going to be Coyotes and Sabres, so that will also be an interesting one. Yeah, we'll get to that. Better matchup for the Coyotes, at least. Uh, definitely uh, maybe an easier game. Maybe that's why they put in Veggie, because it's like, all right, let's try to make sure we get a win on this one. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, it'd be it's good that they're giving him some uh, some easy competition. Yeah, just you know help help give him a little bit boost his stats, right? Yeah, definitely. That's the way to go. Anyways, though, that's going to be it for today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you're yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash LockedOnCoyotes, on Instagram at LockedOnCoyotes, on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio, Robin with the Y underscore L-E-A-N-O. Carl Pavlik is Carl Pavlik F-F-H. Ask us a question you might have, um, interact with us, whatever you might want to do. We can answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget the how long. <laughs>